Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So fifty. How you doing, Mem? Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Um, what's been going on in my life? Um, I don't know. Um, I have a couple pairs of sunglasses that I need to get fixed, like the little screws. You know those pesky mm. little screws mm. that fall out of sunglasses, and so I can't wear them. Um, I've got a pair that so needs that- to be fixed from lockdown, but I also kind of like don't understand if you can just walk into like an optician these days and do that so um i think you can i think you just have to wear a mask yeah. or, but the thing is i went into timpson because you know timpson jack of Fixes all trades everything. <laughs> exactly i went in there but they don't do that sort of thing so um if you're just missing screws, you can find them online um i thought about that but it's tricky to know obviously if like one screw <laughs> is the same for all sunglasses but yeah i snapped off mm. my like the hinge so i need a whole mm. replacement and they're like cheap sunglasses but i tell you they're one of my favorites and if I, they were online i would get a new pair but reuse what you already have save the planet exactly. just fix what you already own exactly um what about you what you've been up to what have I been up to? Um, I got to see my nephew at the weekend. Oh, the cute. Week, and he's great and he's turning one so soon. Um, oh, my yeah, God. I know. <laughs> how has he won? I know. That's how quickly this year has gone. But, yeah, so that was great. Um, and, yeah, just kind of been chilling a bit. This week I've been trying to get myself ready every day. So I'm still working from home um, in terms of the context of covid um so i'm trying to get mm. myself ready every morning and like put some makeup okay. on and see if that sort of like helps get a bit more like motivation in my bones mm. um it's not really helping um and today <laughs> i had a smear test so that was fun oh, yeah. oh but you know what talking fashion my best advice is to wear yeah. a dress similar to what i'm wearing which is basically okay. like just a, a midi loose floaty dress because you okay. can whip your knickers off, you can <laughs> and like the yeah. least degrading it could be, and not that it's a degrading experience, but That's you know, what true. I mean? like, none of us like getting our foofs out in public. I don't know if we can say foofs yeah. on a podcast. Um, I think so. Um, but we we don't we don't like you know being investigated. I know what you mean because if you have trousers, you got to take them off completely. Yeah, and then you're like starkers from the waist down. Yeah. And then, like, at she gave me a little, the... like, paper tissue. But, like, at least then I could just quickly, <laughs> like, whip my dress down. Because, like, she doesn't want to be looking at it. No. Nah. You know, either. Like, no one needs to. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend that in terms of a little fashion tip for you ladies. Thanks for that fashion advice um... then. We didn't know we needed it, but you gave it to <laughs> us anyway. <laughs> it's funny because I'm not a sharer, but every now and then I really am. So Yeah, it's um... true. That is true. yeah I haven't been up to much just um yeah just trying to prepare myself for winter I guess it's been a real shift hasn't it we had a week like the start of the week I was like sunbathing like last week and then it winter Mm. hit and it's just adjusting to that wardrobe refinding things you didn't remember um yeah I'm I'm cooking uh well baking a caramel autumnal cake to just ease us in, in this house so oh you know what you reminded me we bought bananas like two days ago to make banana um bread. banana bread 
Oh. Yeah, if that was not a sign of the COVID times, <laughs> banana bread is making a comeback. I think um, I'm going to get my sourdough starter back in my life. It's, <laughs> it's lockdown 2.0. We're ready for you this time. <laughs> your, your sourdough starter, I think, is one of the first things we actually started talking about it was, on this it podcast. Was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so I haven't been up too much. Um, but guys, you are listening to Style Over Substance um and we're gonna cue our really special message for you we interrupt this broadcast to remind you go follow us on instagram style over substance pod shoot us an email starloversubstancepeak at gmail.com find us on youtube find us on twitter we've got all the links on our instagram you know what to do wow what a great what a great message um What a really special announcement. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, enough of the jesting. This week we have a really special episode. We have mm-hmm. Annie Amuso. I think that's how mm-hmm. we say it. She corrects us if not um, later <laughs> on. Um, but So we have our first guest and it's a really special episode. Annie is a powerhouse. She has a website called epiphanya.co.uk um it is mm-hmm. a beauty comparison site specifically for back beauty products and mm-hmm. it is it's super cool and she was giving us a wealth of knowledge in her interview so i hope you guys enjoy it Yay! about that guys literally everything was already set up and then I don't know what happened and I was just like uh, come back to me come back to me <laughs> no that's happened to me that's happened to me a yeah. few times okay uh, so we so just I've, thought we'd um record from the beginning so we just did capture as much as we could because I think we've only got like 40 minutes as mm-hmm. a like a the three of us so just to let you know there's recording now okay no problem thanks for having me again so oh, yay. it's nice to have you Annie <laughs> <laughs> I want to be Starlet, like kind of cocky and be like, oh, "Thanks for having me." <laughs> like, you know, I'm happy to be here. But <laughs> <laughs> no, we're cool. happy to have you on. You're our first guest, and like, you're setting the bar pretty high. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh gosh. Well, you know what? I'm kind of like your test dummy, so you know, from, it only go up from here, basically. <laughs> no. No, Annie has experience being an influencer and all of that. So she's probably more professional and experienced than us. <laughs> I like to think that I'm just really lucky and I'm always, I'm like a weird person who always just goes, yeah, sure, let me try it out. And afterwards I'm like, oh, I've, I've done it. It goes yeah. in my memoir. Uh, oh. You're quite a yes person then. You know what, I'm, I think, I wouldn't say I was a yes person, but I'm one of those people who like to help people out. Like I'm a very, oh, I'm probably nice. happy to do favours to people. Yeah. As long as you tell me the reason why why I need to do it, I'm like, yeah, sure, I can do it. Oh, that's, that's cool. a great characteristic to have. Yeah, but if you don't give me a reason, I'll probably just say no. I'm like, I'm <laughs> I'm very famous for just saying no. Would I if you just say Annie, can you know? <laughs> you know what? That is the best way to be. Like the worst is when people say yes, they'll do something for you and they don't turn up or they're flaky or something like that. I would just rather someone be like, I, I can't commit to that. And yeah, just not. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't, Fuck off. You know, no, I'm always a bit like, if you give me a reason, I will probably say yes. But it's one of those things. Is can you do this? I'm like, no. <laughs> Why? And you were like, if you give me a reason, I'll probably have done it. But the fact you say, just can you just do it? I'm like, no. Yeah. Uh, well, we should probably introduce you. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be a good um, idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I told you we're professionals. Um, so. Annie Amusu. Am I saying your surname right? Yeah, more or less. That, that's a no. <laughs> that's a you no. Know. <laughs> that pitch went up. Give us it's, basically, one. it's just um, Amusu. 
Amusu. So, it's like the best way of saying it is like I amuse you. So, amusu. Amuse bush. Amuzu. Amuzu. Yeah, basically, when you say it, it's like everyone's like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, just amuzu. Mm. <laughs> okay, so that's your name. And you mm-hmm. are a founder of epiphanya.co.uk kind of rhymes it's cute i know i've been singing it to myself (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's such a good thing that it's got a it's got a like a a swing to it and this is like as far as we know the first um uk price comparison site focused on like black beauty and hair care products um so we thought like really really cool idea brilliant to have you on the podcast and also we just clocked now it being the first day of black history month how this just the stars aligned yeah they really just, you guys have great timing even when it's <laughs> subconscious you just have really great timing yeah. <laughs> so yeah just tell us a bit about yourself Sure. Okay. So obviously, I'm, my name's Annie, Annie Amosu, and I've been an influencer for about, well, I was one of the original influencers. We, we were called bloggers back in the day. Back in the day, we were called bloggers. And I was a blogger. And then basically, I then obviously got my first job, like real job, like, you know, the one that actually pays the bills. And <laughs> <laughs> and that was kind of in affiliates. And so as it as basically those two worlds really really intertwine it meant that my specialization intensity with you know use um influencers social media and how basically to make money for companies if you are trying to you know leverage social media in a in a way so that's kind of how things kind of kicked off and that's kind of my background I've been in affiliates for about seven years now which is longer than I thought it would be, but I've been it for seven years, but I was blogging from about 2011, 2012. And if you, I actually have deleted all pictures of my blog at that point because they were horrible as hell. <laughs> you will never see them. Phone quality, like camera quality was not as kind. <laughs> I was taking pictures in the dark, <laughs> like <laughs> with lamps. So if you could just imagine what it was like, it was absolutely horrendous but it was just a learning a learning curve because what I always tell people is back then it was so different because you Mm. had to have a DSLR camera you had to know how to use Lightroom you had to know how to like edit products and do do Photoshop and all these kind of things and now you just have like Canva or like a a phone app to just do everything do not talk down Canva okay I love Canva I love Canva but I was basically like you I was like telling someone I was like Canva has saved me so much time and I'm so angry Canva wasn't around 10 years ago (laughs) yeah no for sure like there was more skill involved there wasn't an Instagram filter you could just apply to make it suddenly nice and all of that stuff yeah and but it was actually it's been actually helped my job a lot knowing doing all that kind of things because you always know when someone's because obviously a lot of my job is talking to um, websites and influencers so you always know when they are chatting a lot of breeze yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to you know what you're trying to say politically so you always kind of know if you know how like you know from the how things work from the ground up when someone's trying to talk to you about something and you basically be like I can smell what you're selling right now mm. and it does and I just don't like it and that's what <laughs> and that's kind of what's made me so good at my job and why I've kind of I still keep going forward. Well, you know both sides of the coin I know but I know almost every single side of the coin so I'm always a bit like when people are like, oh, set, like when people like pitch to me, I've always been like, oh my god, you really don't want to do this to me. I'm literally known. I'm kind of known as a bit of a hard knot. It's like, and they're like, oh, yeah, and it's fine as long as everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but you have to like, you have to appreciate the hustle. That I mean, from an influencer's point of view, <laughs> they're just. But it's true. It's like like they're trying to push for a rate or push for a particular job, and mm-hmm. a lot of the time they're probably just winging it. I know a lot of these. Yeah. Of like management and things like that but there's a lot of guys out there who don't and so you're just trying to like get the best deal you can not be swindled yeah I always tell people like I'm always telling what, all my friends who are I have loads of friends who are influencers as you do you pick them up and I actually we spend they spend a lot of time just saying oh I've got um someone has they won't pay me this what do you think or how much should I charge people and always a bit like you guys are charging too low. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys are charging too low. This is how much you should charge. And it's kind of got to the point that I st- even send them screenshots of what they should be charging and what other people, 
you know what other people expect to be paid for this kind of work yeah and oh it's always maybe about three to four thousand pounds more than what they're charging whoa <gasps> we are in the wrong we are in the wrong arena we could go viral and become influencers it's fine it's literally it's because um i always tell people influencing is not just a case of wearing pretty clothes or whatever the Mm. website is basic um, a a brand or website is basically using you to get to your audience Mm -hmm. you are literally like a tv screen (laughs) your tv screen your radio to your audience and not just giving you stuff because you know it's pretty and it will look nice in your feed they're sending you money or paying you for this content because they feel that you can basically represent their brand to your audience in a very good way and obviously make sales Mm. we hope (laughs) (laughs) we hope and that's actually where affiliates come in because we are a lot more hush on their sales side while someone like pr or brand they're more about you know creating a, an awareness so they're more like tv yeah and we're like we're more like you know those people who go to like if you go to morrison's who are outside trying to sell you broadband we're oh. more like that <laughs> oh okay so okay so we've like briefly discussed um how you've worked in the affiliate sphere for fashion and you gave mm-hmm. me the nod that you absolutely hated it so we want to know why you hated it and like educate us a bit on like what is the difference between like PR for fashion people that mm-hmm. we will follow that we will love mm-hmm. to follow and like the affiliate side of it okay so the reason why I always say I don't I dislike fashion I'm just gonna <laughs> by the way okay. you can we yeah I we dislike fashion don't have to drag anyone's name just no no dragging people's name i think it's because it's a lot it's a lot more cutthroat than people realize it is people go into fashion thinking that it's going to be so cool it's going to be you know classy it's going to be cool everyone's going to be dressed so nice everyone's going to be a little <laughs> bit like you know everyone's going to be a little bit like devil's wear prada but not really like that and i'm like no it is full-on devil's wear prada prada like it's it's that cutthroat it's don't think it's like when we were change, telling people telling you this is what the industry is like don't think they're sugarcoating it it is really like that I've had people like even I've seen people have full-on strops like these people were being paid like 100k 100k like you know annual salaries having a full-on tantrum in an office because something's gone, gone wrong I've seen like banging I've seen swearing I've seen very very people crying all the time every day just crying and I'm just like that is literally the fashion industry <laughs> this was Scarlett's life for <laughs> I had that for a year I left I could I just basically I made sure it was one year on a dot and I jumped I jumped <laughs> the next day jumped and I tell people it's like please it's a very it's very very it's very very cutthroat and I don't mm. think beauty is as cutthroat as it as it is so that's why I'm always telling people like if you're going into fashion be very, very aware of what it's like. And for, thankfully for me as affiliates, it's it's still very cutthroat because obviously you always have to think about the margins. So because um, affiliates, we, um, we're always talking about, you know, sales, deals, getting people to shop. Our whole thing is how can we make you buy into whatever we're doing? We have to spend a lot of time looking at the margins. Mm. And because you're always looking at the margins, that means you're always talking to people in finance. You're always talking to like the brand merchandisers. You're Mm -hmm. always talking about to certain people. And it also means that you can step on a lot of people's toes because maybe the brand is telling you don't, we don't want a discount because makes our, it makes, um, it weakens the brand itself, makes it look like you're always discounting, makes you look a bit cheap. While the finance person is telling you, we're going broke. We have not made enough money. You guys need to do something. And it's kind of like, how do you kind of balance that? Because each in, in their own right, each of them has a very strong argument, but then you're caught in the middle. Yeah. Mm. And in, and if something goes viral, I have literally hid from the head of merchandising and buying one time because something went viral. And bear in mind, he used to sit right behind me. <laughs> is that, is that because it's a curse for something to go viral? It's because um, it was already, at a, it, I think because we, we had discounted it. So it was a very good discount. So they were thinking, oh, maybe a hundred would get sold and they, they could swallow that. Now imagine a thousand gets sold. Oh, they didn't so really exactly, make enough money off it. Yeah. yeah. And obviously that's stock that they had to get rid of. And then obviously you, they have to, they know who, and, and in most companies, it's only one affiliate person. So they know who to go to because I'm not, I'm not very, I'm not quiet. 
Like if I step <laughs> in the room, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm loud. I'm always dropping things. I'm always damaging keyboards because I keep spilling tea on it. So he, and I sit, I used to sit right in front of him. So he knew exactly where I was. So I just hid from him for an entire day until he calmed down. But it's, um, but that's just a, one of the funny stories. But fashion is very, very cutthroat. Well, beauty, beauty tends to have a lot bigger margins than fashion does. And so they have less of a, they have to fight less for the sales. So for instance, a typical beauty product, I say if it's 20 pounds, 16 pounds, I'll say if anything is 16 to 20 pound mark for the packaging, for the packaging, the product itself and everything, maybe the product is about £1.50 to £2. For me, £3.50 if we are being really, really good. Mm. So do you think so that, that is the big difference between why the, the culture's big. so different in fashion and beauty? Yes, I think that's the difference because there's more money in it, especially if they are the one making the product itself. Yeah, so like Tom Ford notoriously makes Tom Ford notoriously his money from his perfume and beauty and nothing from the fashion basically like a typical perfume will probably cost them maybe 10 pounds like a Tom Ford perfume will probably cost them about 10 pounds to make with the bottle packaging everything it will probably cost mm-hmm. 10 to 20. Wow. maximum if I even say maximum 20 pounds let's say just go maximum and what pounds. like a full-size like black orchid is probably nearly a hundred pound mark is about 110 ish. So yeah. you have to then see the mar- what the margins are like, mm-hmm. and which is why there is a lot more going for them in beauty. Yeah. And because you know that you're sitting on a nice chunk of change, you're less likely to basically have a very negative culture because mm-hmm. why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there's less, of, yeah, less, there's less, need that yeah. sale. I think for um, people who maybe are in the industry whether it's affiliates or design Mm -hmm. or anything like that within beauty um within like fashion like even the biggest names chanel dior that is where their money comes from Mm -hmm. that's why they're in every department store the debenhams i mean chanel's not selling anything in debenhams but they sell a lot of lipstick and a lot of like perfume and it doesn't damage their brand at all it's like it is the entryway that mm-hmm. you know joe blogs could buy into the brand basically yeah and and also beauty benefits from the lipstick effect and lipstick effect just basically means that no, no matter what's happening in the world these products still get bought so oh, like yeah. so like but, but I mean, we, right now we might not call it the lipstick effect because of the mask now but we can call it the mascara effect i or saw those kind of things. i saw an article recently okay what you're saying is like um the lipstick effect and now it was like i think in 2008 when we had the recession or it's now it's now about like nail polish or something because it's like people were at home and they were forced they either couldn't afford in 2008 to go and get their mani pedis or like here now we physically couldn't leave our house to go to the beautician so we were forced to buy nail polish which are relatively cheap and do those sorts of treatments ourselves. Mm-hmm. and so like as you say like lipstick is seen as like a way to judge how the market is doing things like nail polish can also be a like a an indication yeah. yeah because one of those things they'll always get bought mascara no matter mascara will always probably get bought because you just be at home thinking i just want a mascara and that's basically why beauty will especially with women and our love affair with beauty and how much how attached we are to beauty and how we feel it represents us some in some ways even more than fashion that is why a lot of people will never that's why the beauty market is will never really go away because there, and also there's so many different verticals to the beauty industry that you might not get in the in the fashion so let's for instance in the beauty it also goes into skincare yeah mm. then if you get skincare falls into it and why some people have said seen that cosmetics itself has fallen in corona because everyone's at home skincare has actually over excelled because now people are investing more in their skincare products and everyone's having really great skin. <laughs> yeah. Have you been doing that, Scarlett? Because I know you're a bit of a skincare addict. I am a skincare addict. And for lockdown, I didn't wear a scrap of makeup. Like, I love makeup too. Like, I'm a makeup addict as well. Yeah. But um, I didn't wear a scrap of makeup for the whole of lockdown. And my skin was never better. And I am a bit of a skincare junkie. Like, if Space and K's got, like, one of those deals going where if you spend, like, £150, you get this many products for free. Like, I am there. Yeah. I am there. <laughs> I am getting them. 
do you get the um, advent calendars i do i do oh my god have you seen the advent calendar calendar just went live today i'm looking at it because I've you get it. like 600 i've got it babe I've got it. <laughs> you have to tell me if it's worth it because i've just been looking at it and i'm like oh do i need it do i not but then i've been looking at the rituals one as well and that's I know. But what you would find is most skincare products i would say most they are probably about to sit around like a tent to a 20th like it's the margins are huge let's just kind of yeah. say the mm. margins are huge especially if you are a brand if you are the brand who's manufactured it the, itself mm-hmm. or you own the brand not and you're not a reseller because obviously the reseller still has the markup mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. as long as you are the brand itself you are making peace oh, and obviously <laughs> that is probably why working in these two industries regardless of if you work in affiliates or pr or anything is much easier and i'm going to go into the second point where i find this um working in beauty is a lot different than working for fashion in fashion especially if you want influencer itself so i'm taking myself out of the whole marketing you know the brand side and flipping it mm. because with um fashion it's more it's always about your style and your size really? so that means you always have more size yeah. 10s than size maybe a different size so and especially if you're like think about it this way let me explain myself better if you are a brand and you have five size 10 products to send out mm-hmm. you, you're going to have 100 people who want those size those 10 products and it's going to be you're going to and they're going to be fighting for it and so basically you can then have a choice to pick whoever you want you're going to do it by you know you know when we you like their clothes or they were nice to you at an event or anything like that it becomes a bit more political mm-hmm. and especially if you're a blogger as well or an influencer it be, it, that is the kind of thing you're working against they have a limited amount of, of supplies and you know that maybe almost you your friend someone everyone you like are the same size this just gives me you're trauma from merchandising <laughs> this is just like we'd have like um limited edition collections or collaborations with specific celebrities and they would come out with like a line of a few pieces and our market would only have like three units of each size of this particular jacket and then and then PR would turn up and be like we've got to give them to people (laughs) and we're like but we don't have the stock even for the store you can't take our stuff. <laughs> no, so we need to sell those. So that's basically how it's like. But for on the, on the beauty side of thing, it's 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 no longer it's it's okay. Let's say if it's a foundation, also, it, you're you're not fighting for people who are a certain size. You're not fighting for people who are a certain shade. Yeah. Mm. And if you notice, like we could all be size tens for all different shades. Yeah, yeah. So then that means the pressure in itself is a lot is a lot different. So that's kind of, that's basically how, how I always tell people to approach beauty and approach fashion. The metrics is like, you, the metrics are so, so, so different because there are, if, like, if you look at Fenty, they have how many shades, like 50 shades at the moment. Yeah. If they had 10 samples of five, let's say five samples of every single shade, the people they will be reaching with just, the, with that collection is different from a 50 piece fashion collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things. Because you can also you can also send you can send someone one foundation and they are happy. But if you mm-hmm. send someone one shirt out of a of a cohort, that's a problem. <laughs> so that's and obviously and you're still thinking about the margins as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why beauty is a lot easier to work with than fashion. In my experience, <laughs> in my yeah. experience, is a lot easier to work with. Um, but the one person, the actual the, in, the industry that has the tightest margins and is actually the hardest to work with is the, actually the food industry. Oh yes, mm. yeah. The food industry true. is actually the hardest um, because they have no, zero, next to no margins and they are very government controlled. Mm. So let's talk about like you know the well not Lidl exactly, but the Lidls, the Aldis, the Asdas, and everything. They have next to no margins, which is why they obviously have to create their own brand products and sell from different metrics like selling shelf spaces of how they actually make their money yeah. versus the products itself yeah it's crazy oh. this is so yeah. i've been in the industry so long that i'm like i know <laughs> i know there's everything so obviously that's just kind of give you a background of where the fighting and all the politicalness can happen mm-hmm. um, between the fashion and why it's so different working in fashion versus working in beauty I always tell people, and but the difference also is one of the biggest things is obviously is aesthetics as well. I'm not gonna lie, you always find a certain kind of aesthetic working in certain kind of offices. It is what it is. Mm. Um, but 
in that way, beauty and fashion are very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I do find sometimes is with beauty, you could, you sometimes you will find less mi- less minorities working in beauty than you would in fashion. Really? Yeah. Because I think it's because beauty tends beauty tends to have much smaller teams. Right. Okay. And what you find is a lot of people who are in the jobs will be in the job for about ten could be in the job for 10 to 20 years it's very it's very normal in beauty to be to get a job and just advance within the company or just you know grow with the company as it goes along and I always tell people like just before you go into a job check glass doors (laughs) check glass doors because I've used that that because it is obviously some of it is just basically like people just being a bit anti but when it working in in the fashion and beauty industries they want to know the kind of people's things you're going to walk into if you just want to know even if a brand is worth buying into, go into glass mm-hmm. stores and they will be, they're more likely to tell you this is what the company is saying, but this is actually what's happening. Because mm. a lot of companies like to make themselves seem like they're so lovely, but you don't know that everyone in working there has PTSD. Yeah, <laughs> sure. sure. So um so basically that's kind of that's kind of the main differences. I feel like I've just kind of gone into the main differences for a lover. For a lot of, um, for a lot of, for a very long time, minutes. But that's not even going into like you know my background, but that's just my experiences working in in these kind of um, yeah industries. Now affiliates is a lot easier to work with than maybe PR because I always tell people like PR and affiliates are very very similar. We're very twi- like we're like twins, except the PR is like you know likes to wear a lot of pink and is quite nice to people. Where affiliates <laughs> not like wears a lot of black and tells you to f off very frequently. <laughs> That's kind of like the right. difference. I'm always like to tell people like affiliates and PR. We inter- we're very in- we interlink a lot, which can be very political. But the best thing about affiliates is you don't have to like people. <laughs> if you don't like people, <laughs> if you like PR but don't like people, go into affiliates right that's so funny <laughs> it's, it's true it's true because I realized like I did a PR internship and that's why I realized like, like I hate people mm. <laughs> I can't do this <laughs> and then obviously found the affiliates I was like oh my god that's amazing so I just have to stay in front of my computer all the time <laughs> and when you do meet people it's, it's like on your own terms and you're like yes but um but yeah that's kind of the main difference between affiliates and PR because PR is always it's about engagement. PR is about public relations and build, building awareness for a brand. Mm. And affiliates is very different. It's about building conversions for a brand. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's the, sometimes they obviously interlink because sometimes you selling a brand, selling you know selling the benefits of a brand can make someone buy into the brand. But sometimes you can just sell to a brand and sell them, and they will maybe in a year's time they can then see a great offer and then convert. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's kind of we're all coming from the solution in very very different in, in very very different ways. But the problem is obviously the interlinking. So that's um, I think it's a good segue into more about Epiphany A, your website. Yes. And I mean, because you've spoken about beauty and how you can reach a lot more people, and obviously your website really focuses on underrepresented markets and um, I found it really interesting because you started it well you've really like launched it this year mm-hmm. and you identified that the main reason is particularly with black beauty finding the products and accessing it online from your home and not going to like the beauty supply store mm-hmm. was something that that part of the industry was really lagging behind um so like tell us a bit more about like why you wanted to start it like the main reasons and how like you've spoken about your experiences in the affiliates game Mm -hmm. but how has retail been for you um you know what it is reason okay let me start why i started off yeah sorry that was so many questions so many questions so it's the reason i started this website is because i really wanted a pasta oil like during corona i realized that i couldn't get any of my hair products like i and i wanted castor oil so badly couldn't find it finally found one place that sells it and it was amazon (laughs) it was i think it was probably amazon and i think they had marked it up 10 pounds more than i normally get it get it amazon really lost a lot of respect during amazon with all their marketing you know what i think the problem is with Amazon, it's not Amazon themselves marking it up, it's the Amazon sellers. Mm. It's a blend of them because they do direct sell. They but shouldn't they be have, allowed, though. 
Capitalism, I mean, baby. <laughs> I have to basically, I'm like, you know what you just basically, it's business, baby, it's business. So, <laughs> yeah, so I think, no, um, I think it was Amazon. Amazon was expensive, but then I found, so I was like, oh, I was like, oh, hell no. But then I found another black hair store and they were charging, for, they were charging just about the same amount as Amazon. And mm. I was just like shocked and amazed and appalled. I was shocked, amazed and appalled <laughs> at the thing. And I was just like, you know what, there is a better way. Obviously, I always had Epiphany A kind of sitting sitting in the sidelines because it was my old blog URL. And it was just like, I was just kind of, it was just kind of there. I was still paying for it. And then I realized that since I'm just, since it's just there and I should really just upgrade it, let me do something with it. And obviously I built it and it seemed to be what everyone needed at one time. And it grew so quickly in the first month. I was just, I was just basically a bit like, holy snap. So that shows there was a real demand for it. You know, like yeah. if it grew that quickly, like that shows that people were almost desperate for that. They didn't know maybe they yeah. needed it, but once it was there, like mm. finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think because obviously now, um, obviously we asked a lot of questions about the size of the sort of surveys, and we actually found out that my website actually like answers an age old question for the black beauty market, especially when it comes to hair care, because mm-hmm. this is a very unregulated market in itself. Like mm-hmm. there, because everything, most things are imported from America mm-hmm. or bought from whoever is supplying them to the UK, mm-hmm. that the prices can really, really range. So mm-hmm. as a normal, normally a, when someone who is looking for Afro hair care, you know, you can go for one stop, one shop and it's one price and you can cross the road and go to another price, another store, it's another price. And this is all in the same area. So there was never any, our RRP does not exist when it comes to the black beauty market. Oh. <laughs> So we've always wanted to know, like, where's the cheapest place to buy this particular product? Is it shop A, shop B, shop C? And then, but my, and then it's just, it, the same problem has just become now digital. And my website actually just answered this question, just like without even really meaning to, it just basically said, wow, I have just answered a question that I've been wanting an answer to since I was maybe 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think also That's like... Crazy. What it's done is not just like the brands that we know that we maybe grew up with or the products and, you know, but recently in the past, let's say like five years or 10 years, there's been like so many like smaller black owned UK British brands popping up Mm -hmm. um, because they've got their own website and they might have like a few sellers that they kind of like distribute through. You might, there's probably so many brands out there that you have no idea about and that you would probably Mm -hmm. buy into them. But because your website's coming along, it's all like one stop shop. That's the thing. And I think obviously working at affiliates, I am very aware of how brands, digital brands typically make money because what people realize is affiliates is collaborating with other websites to push your product. Yeah. That's essentially what it is. It is, we, I work with like uni days, student beans, um, look, um, top cashback or voucher code, code UK, all the honey, like honey pouch. Um, these kind of oh websites. My God, honey. Is it the one with the coupons? No. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is, it is the one with the coupons. It is the one with the coupons. Um, you know, what's, we'll discuss this another time. Liv because, loves you know. the coupon. <laughs> she is like the savviest internet shopper I know. You, it, me. Um, we'll I'll tell you back I'll, on. I have a question about that. Because <laughs> we, we basically... Uh, they're a sensitive topic in the affiliate world. They are very, they are very sensitive. Oh. Like, so we'll come back to that one. But okay. um, that's, <laughs> but basically that's how what what like, my job is. And then I realized that this is how all these companies are making so much money because you have to realize there is only so much you can control to drive traffic to your own website. This is why a lot of people end up using market spaces like ASOS or ASOS Outlet or the like because you are basically generating you know, is an extra way to generate income. Affiliates in its in its true essence is just another way for websites who generate income um still benefit from their own stock. They still have all the customer details and all these things that they wouldn't get if they went if they joined an Amazon marketplace or an ASOS. Because obviously they don't pass the customer details to to the to the um brand. But yeah. obviously with me, I'm just telling people this is the best place, best place to buy it. And oh. that's something that really, this is the best place to buy it. This is the best place to buy it. If you want this, it's the best place to buy it. And that's literally what I do. I empower, also in a way, I empower smaller brands because I see mm. the same thing happening across the board for bigger and bigger brands. Oh, so so interesting. <laughs> so that's kind of what we do. But obviously, we do get paid a commission. <laughs> but obviously, the best thing about commission is that it only applies to when the product is sold, the sale is sold. So it's very, very cost efficient, especially if you are a smaller 
brand because you know that if I am making if like this sale that you've got through me is for me selling someone hey this place you can go and get it from this place specifically yeah versus Mm -hmm. you know paying an influencer or someone else like you know 200 300 pounds to do something and they don't make the sale yeah it means it means that you're actually working for you're like putting in work for these brands essentially because it's like of direct benefit to you exactly and I'm always just you know because one thing that we've been doing is testing out placements testing out newsletters testing out things so that basically we can service small big and smaller brands in a better way because we know that the traffic's there we know that the audience is there but it's then basically making a very very clear seamless journey for that audience and it's because I want to get to the point that, you know, if a brand does, a small brand does work with us, that they know that they're almost guaranteed to make the money that they pay into, that they pay into us. And that's kind of my mm. vision, my mm. vision, clear vision yeah. for the next few years. But that's, mm. that's, that's kind of how we do it. And that's why we went for a price comparison. That's why we went for the price comparison element versus just having a content website because we do have a content side as well to get generate interest but it's kind of coming down to it saying that we know you want to buy this product but one than just having one place that you can buy this product here's 10 places that you could buy this yeah and these are 10 places that have been beated that when you go on it you're not going to go on it and be like what the hell is this <laughs> is this credible are they going to take my money yeah and have you so found that it it's is. kind of doing this process has helped you realize what gaps there are in that market as well like is it oversaturated in certain areas that you've seen or is it like is it pretty even is there gaps for people to move into like and show opportunity I think the with the with the black hair care market it's a very it's it's, I'm just going to black hair anyway it's a very it's actually people would go into it thinking it's a very saturated market but it's actually not because not a lot of brands do it very well there are a lot of products on the market yes more probably than there should be but a lot of brands are very are (laughs) struggling to market themselves in a credible in a credible way and we're very it is also a very um it's a niche market in itself but it's also a very secluded market that works on referrals so it's not easy market to break into so like we always have you always see brands like Umberto Giannini um you know Aussie Miracle all these like you know got to be all these brands trying to hit break into the black market because they know the kind of money that's in there but how do you break into a market where it's all about referrals yeah and that's why that's what makes it that's why I always tell people there's so much opportunity there but nobody has the data or no one had digital know-how to point brands in the right place. Mm. And it's really funny because seeing on my website, we see all the statistics. I'm always a bit like, if if brands just stuck this one product, <laughs> mm. they would make peace. Because <laughs> oh honestly, I see it. You could make money off like consulting. Yeah. Could probably make money off You take your data. And that is... To like you're saying, to like more of the the bigger brands who are trying to crack it and just don't know the right way that Mm -hmm. that's valuable but I also think there's something good and there's something really nice about it hopefully being that smaller companies are actually doing the better products and that we don't want L'Oreal Paris to come in and like sweep the market because Mm -hmm. it's because I think the best brands are born from need and from knowing what products people want rather than like just seizing an opportunity um yeah, mm-hmm. but we do find it's obviously big brands. Yeah, but I think it's because big brands will always let the little brands do the hard work and then come in and swoop in. Once and they'll the buy it, buy their recipe. brands, and obviously that kills the smaller brands. So I always tell people, I'm like, I want to help the bigger brand. I want to help the small brands. I want to basically yeah. put you in the right direction. But at the same time, <laughs> I want you to be have lasted at least one year because the first mm-hmm. year of any business is literally hardest yeah mm-hmm. and it's too much work for me to onboard you and it's take you off that's a lot of like, mm-hmm. wasted time mm-hmm. on my hands but then I always tell people like it's so funny that because you said that like a bigger brand like L'Oreal like for instance we just I just basically did a send out for um Pantene Gold which they have they've literally created an entire range for black people yeah not most black people have never touched it Mm-hmm. No, bear in mind this is a supermarket this is in super, in super drug and this is in boots and they have like a whole section and everything people don't touch it mm-hmm. is it obvious what it's for that's the problem it could wasn't I, like could they, i mistake it and pick it up and think that it's for me yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah like, that's but, what you want 
it's that yeah. thing of like people That's need to happens. know it's there but also like you also don't nest i don't know i what's your opinion do you think there needs to be a separate place for this in a shelving i don't i don't think it needs to be a separate place i just need to know market i just think brands better. should be clear with it Mark, not market even mark, marketing but it's just package it better yeah because what mm. they realize is that once they change the packaging and then they put like they put like um not cartoons but like cartoon elements of like you know black women like you know curly hair illustrations yeah. illustration that's what yeah. illustrations people then realize oh snap this is a black hair care brand yeah. mm-hmm. and they were like they were like you know i want it i've seen it i will now want to try it because mm-hmm. and the results we've actually responses that we've had from people they'll be like i didn't know it was so good okay mm. so that's something that we obviously one of the benefits of having this website is like i know what consumers want I also know what what products they're shopping, and I also know where they're shopping these pro- shopping these products mm-hmm. from because the amount of data I see, I'm always like, this is so interesting. I want to oh, try yeah. this product. Everyone seems to be searching for this product. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so how has um like being on the other side of the coin in a sense, like because now you're like a business owner as opposed to trying to push. Well, you are trying to push other people's businesses, but you've got your own little operation now, whereas before you were part of someone else's. And I guess so before that, you work. were wanting to, someone to maybe affiliate with you. So like, exactly. You, you kind of like had this full circle moment of, yeah. So. Yeah, I've now become like a, a, like literally, I've now become the thing where I've got influencers coming to me saying, do you want to send me product? Do you want to work with me? <gasps> And I've like, got brands, like, and I get brands kind of coming to me, and basically like, <laughs> you know, we want to work with you. So it's basically like I've become like an influencer, a type of influencer. Yeah. But everyone kind of sees my website and sees, you know, everything that's going, and they think that there's more people. I'm like, no, one mm. person. This is one person doing everything. And but I think <laughs> that the illusion of kind of me and my team when me and my team just yeah, means yeah, me yeah. myself and I yeah basically yeah <laughs> I think there's a benefit to that I think that like yeah, small businesses play is that. only a good mm. thing at times yeah exactly and it means that like you kind of it means like you're punching above your weight to some yeah. extent I am I am definitely <laughs> punching I am definitely <laughs> but punching but if people believe it but it's really then, like you've got something good going you know, because, like, I get, like, people sending, not angry emails, but those kind of, e- like, you know, emails that normally, I, you don't make your eyebrows twitch because they <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. think that you are um, a bigger brand and everything and they should know it. So they kind of, when you don't respond to them, they're really like, oh, okay, hi, the founder's responding to me. I'm like, yeah, the founder only ever responds every to everybody and probably don't have a choice. So it's kind of weird, but then it's a case, it's a very positive thing because that's this is why I tell people it's like I'm being a different type of influencer is I have a lot of more people following me because I've interacted with them because of my website. Yeah. And it's so crazy that I'm now having really good conversations with random people I didn't know four months ago. But they literally go harder for my business <laughs> than some of my friends. Because my friends mm. are kind of tired of me talking about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just like, really, really different. What part of the coin do you prefer? Bloody hell. Oh, I don't sorry, know. I, I don't do think I'm doing any of the coins. <laughs> no, you know, it's because I'm like, I'm always thinking there's always so much more I can do. And I'm always yeah. like, I wish I was a twin. Um, I think I prefer... Mm. You, can, you can prefer it all. You can like it all the same. I think I prefer, you know, I always prefer the content building itself and the website building itself. And the more, you know, adding products to the website and, you know, tweaking the website part to itself, because that kind of goes into my strengths and that goes into what I've been bred, you know, how I've like, you know, my day job is what I do every day. So that's my, what I feel comfortable doing. Well, the whole pushing myself on, um, pushing myself on social media, doing newsletters, all these kind of things. That is literally my weak point. Mm. and those are the times I tend to have more little breakdowns um which I've started to record on social media because everyone seems to like when I have my little breakdowns um I recently had one because I did the newsletter heading wrong and people (laughs) just seem to love (laughs) people love that mini breakdown I'm not sure if you saw it on my I have to basically like add it to my my personal highlights because people love seeing I love no but I think like seeing realness I like the amount of companies I have. I follow like this, or I get us like um, a sub- monthly subscription from this one company. At least 
like maybe every two, three months, I get a whoops, our email wasn't right to you, like in their newsletter and like whoops. And yeah. they, they have this thing where they go, whoops, our fault, human error. And they're a small company. And like when there's no other eyes to check it, like these things will happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you learn, you learn a lot of tricks as you go along that obviously if I told pe- other people my tricks, they'll probably be like, oh my God, how'd you find out? I was like, literally yeah. trial and error because yeah. like I always say, I love Canva. It saved me so much time. I would tell people, forget Photoshop, just go to Canva. It is a yeah. truth. It is the truth. It saves you so much time. <laughs> but then also I always tell people like, as long as you integrate everything, just in- try and integrate everything because mm-hmm. if everything's integrated, you only have to push one button and it feeds mm-hmm. out to seven different places. And I always tell people like, that is literally the easiest thing that you could do. Please, 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 <laughs> please. <laughs> Please, just basically integrate every everything you you've got. Mm. But yeah, from, so far the response we've had from my website is very very good. We are seeing we're seeing that driven sales. So not sales that we've made ourselves. I wish, mm-hmm. but driven sales. We're actually seeing like a four hundred and forty four percent increase every month oh in the God. sales that we're driving to brands. And it's literally like remember the wow. first the first month I probably drove like ten pounds to some mm. company next thing we know you're draining like 500 pounds and you're like oh my god okay cool we're good this month we're gonna try 600 and you just you beat it you're like okay mm. next month 700 and you just kind of see that kind of growth that people wow. are not just people are buying into what you're selling not because mm. you know you are i'm aggressively pushing because i don't believe mm. really believe in aggressive pushing like that yeah but because simply like you are providing something that they already wanted the service yeah. speaks and for itself it speaks for itself, but I just feel that there's a lot of growth. And personally, I've got a lot I need to tick off my to-do list before Corona hits, because I feel like you know everyone's will have a lot of like will be looking for digital to fill in, <laughs> fill in the gaps. Yes, Corona 2.0, which is probably happening because I can't remember last time I went. I can't remember last time I went to like a super drug or anything yeah. or leave my house. So I can only imagine like what other people are, are thinking. Like they want to make orders. Mm. But they want to basically ask questions, read the reviews and stuff like that. And so I'm like, well, on my website, I've done, we, we've got content reviews. We've got people reviews. We've mm-hmm. got the price comparison part. What else do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. But it's now, yeah, but it's now filling in the point because we get people saying this product's not on there. We want more products. We want more products. We mm. want more products. I'm like, we have 1,500 products. How many do you wow. want? That's a lot. But like lot when you products. consider like, look unique what's it feel unique feel unique and feel unique. fantastic look fantastic yeah. they probably have about that's they it. probably have about ten thousand products they have a lot and that's kind of uh i think that's what people expect now in the youtube like guru beauty guru world you want to be able to watch a video on youtube and then be able to find it in the uk like you want to yeah. be able to like try it and i remember um Oh my god! You know when uh, Tracy Ellis Ross came out with her hair care line? Yeah, I, I literally googled it straight away because I was just like, that, I need to check that on my website. We can't find so it. So when does it come out in the UK? <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, will it ever come out in the UK? Who's selling yeah. it? And literally, I have so many alerts going on. So the, the minute, <laughs> the minute that thing comes to the UK, yeah. I'm all over it and I'm, I'm all over it because I know I'm going to be like, I need an affiliate link for this. Yeah, this is my company. Yeah, yeah, this is what yeah. I can do. Like, give me my, what you call it? I, yeah. We can sell this for you. And I think also from that kind of culture, people are willing to just, and I think like maybe black women nature, they're like willing to try every hair care product once. They're like, let me try it. <laughs> they are willing to try it. They are willing to try it. But this is why I'm all, we have a, I have a system that we actually send products out to people to try. Okay. Um, so every month we send products out to people. Um, after you take a survey, we send actually send products out based on your preferences for you to try it and obviously leave a review to go into the website so that obviously it helps the rest of the community decide whether or not a product is worth buying. That's so good. And it's always something we always tell people, we want you... People are so scared to leave negative reviews, especially when they've been sent a product. I'm always be like, please leave negative reviews. We prefer negative reviews to positive ones. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a negative review saves me money. Yeah. But then what you find is literally like people write like when I was starting, I was like, "Yo, this is gonna people are gonna scam you in a way. Not that they're gonna scam you and take the product and run, but they are going to only write two or three words for this re- product. But what we've actually found is people write essays. Like, I'm talking about a hundred wow. words. 
1500 words one person wrote a 700 word um, like review on the, pro- the product it must have changed like, her life <laughs> i basically was like hi can i write this as a post because this is so much information like you know you you've just you're just basically this is too much information and this is the kind of thing we see we see people write a lot of information that's so good towards post so if you go on my website and maybe you know you're gonna see a product you're gonna see a lot of information about the product like how they've used it wh- mm. why they've used it when they've used it they've used this and they use this and then they use this they've tried it this way they tried it that way that's the kind of stuff that you tend to start seeing on the website and mm. actually launching that review panel proposition is actually one of the best things i did because we actually had a lot of people now look at the reviews they look on um, the avatars see different black faces like you know from you know someone who's very mixed mixed race with very loose hair someone who's like 4c hair they see all the different colors so they actually yeah. believe the products versus you know when you just have your name and it's like oh, we have sure. we have a picture we don't share the names oh, because obviously GDPR, so but we do share the picture the title the stars and the review itself so people know exactly if you see a positive review from only a certain skin t- um, hair t- hair, t- hair texture mm-hmm. and bad reviews from a se- se- separate hair texture then you kind of know where you're sitting with the products that's really clever and, and reviews and reviews you, are so powerful honestly we, um we've we're sitting on 500 reviews it's only been three months Cool. I have not sent 500 I have not sent 500 products out let me just tell you right now I have not sent 500 <laughs> products out but we found out people like when they start seeing products that they like and that they've tried out they are literally like chatty betties just like don't like avoid it and they're so petty I love it so, so what's it's- like um what would you say is the next phase for your website like what what's the thing that you want to move on to next or see for your you know, I think for us, it's basically collaborations. What I would love to do, obviously, well, we're trying to work and collaborate with brands so that we are obviously, you know, we've, we're doing the reviews for them. We're product testing for them in the, in the UK community versus the U S because people always think that if it applies to the U S it can be applied to the UK, but that doesn't really work. (laughs) She's like, yes. And I'm just like, it doesn't work for that. But then fortunately there were no product testing or product sampling solutions for, that for this market for the BAME market in the UK mm. so that's kind of where I want to kind of take it and I think that so applies to black women across Europe mm. I mean like in the UK there's obviously like a substantial like black community I have friends who live in other countries and I couldn't imagine living there trying to buy- <laughs> Like, what <laughs> you know what is funny it's basically those same problems your friends having if you go to like you know some further up north like mm. up north those in the villages yeah. and the, the one where you know where you're the only you know how that that was this little british scare like only imagine being the only black in the village yeah <laughs> those are the kind of issues that people are still having but now imagine that you can go online and easily find what you you want yeah, and they ship like, and, and they ship, and, ship. and they ship to you know so and so country like, and it's not you know? even like you don't even have to be like in the middle of nowhere. Like, you could be in Spain, you could be you in like, get or like France. It's you would think that France <laughs> has everything, and it's like yeah. oh, it's not no. that easy if you're you know just like from a particular community in Paris whatever. exactly and you don't have anyone who looks like you so we actually actually it's really funny that some of the people who go the hardest for this like, website are those people who live in mm. the middle of very very rural locations because sometimes I see the dress I'm like what do you mean cottage what do you mean farm where's a farm <laughs> like what do you mean a farm <laughs> and usually those are the people who tend to go the hardest for the brand because they're just basically like yes you're helping me out you're helping me out like I want to help you and I'm like Farm. I, I, I can't get past the farm part I'm like you live on a farm so but mm. that's basically what's kind of every time when I'm having like a bad day and I feel like you know what, maybe I should scrap this website I don't feel like doing it anymore I just get like a really positive message or positive mm. email and it just makes me think like I'm gonna keep this on for like another two weeks <laughs> until, <laughs> until I until I drop again we love talking to you it was such a fun like interview and we learned so much um anything else you want to add Scarlett no just I like I think that's what you've done is really cool and I think it speaks volumes that how much it's 
how much it's taken off in such a short time and hey we don't want lock, lockdown 2.0 to happen but let's hope it does good things for your website <laughs> honestly i think you know it's, it's the next six months it's gonna be a make or break but i feel like i'm just excited to see how it, where it goes along i finally i'm finally in a place that I, the foundation is set in a way Mm-hmm. so it's only the way best, the best things come out of people seeing a need that they don't think someone's done before and that's where the best the best the best ideas come from the most authentic and authentic ideas mm. yeah, and thanks for joining us and i feel like we could talk to you about other stuff now i hope i did like you know your first guest <laughs> spot justice for sure no for sure. it was excellent it was really good okay well thanks for listening to our 15th episode it was our first ever guest on style over substance i mean we found it amazing annie is such a force to be reckoned with so interesting yeah i don't know who we're gonna have on next But yeah, be sure to follow her on all the links we're going to provide in the Mm -hmm. show notes. Yeah, my God. That was a really cool conversation. That was really cool. Um, Thanks again for listening to us. Five star reviews as always. Not about the four. Five stars for Annie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I've been Mem. And I've been Scarlett. Have a nice day, guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.